0: Poi and art in general is subjective. A lot of what we describe as being the best boils down to opinion and preference. With that being said, in my humble opinion, Bo Juggler is currently the best Poi Juggler of all time. His exploration into Poi Juggling is nothing short of spectacular. Thank you so much for the support. This one really does mean a lot to me. Enjoy the episode, my friends, and welcome to the podcast. Juggler, the man, the myth, and the Poi legend. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, it's an honor to have you on as a guest. Uh, So thank you for being a part of the project. Um, Take us back to when you first got introduced to Poi. How and when did that happen?
1: All right. Uh, So the first time I got introduced to Poi was through... So basically, I was already into juggling, and I was trying out all of the prop that this one skill toy brand that i got my first props from was selling and there was like diablo devil stick like all the stuff and poi there was like this kind of like you know like the silk poi kind of like very squishy Mm -hmm. silk poi Mm -hmm. thingy um and that was like the last one on my list to buy (laughs) i was (laughs) like i was like i just want to try everything because i'm curious but that one sounds lame (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and but still i ended up like trying it out and I mean, it was what it is. I think I learned like 3 b 2 and probably Butterfly or something. Uh, and I was like, fair enough, good. Just pack that up and just go back to playing Diablo and juggling. Uh, until for some reason, I discovered probably online or some other juggling shop uh, that there was the contact boy version, like that was just a ball, mm-hmm. with a string, and another ball. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a bit better. And so I gave that a try. And I think I just ended up learning like 2.1 hand stuff. So basically, for like the first year or two of poi that I had, I was able to do some basic spinning, like weave and mm-hmm. four poi and four poi double weave like this, and I was just like, <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Uh, but still, I was like not convinced. I was like, okay, that's a bit more fun but still I didn't like it
0: (laughs) so and did you learn any kind of like flower patterns or anything like that
1: um I can't remember I I know that I learned actual anti-spin flowers very very late like there is you can even go back on my Instagram I was already (laughs) posting for a while that at some point I posted like, oh, I can do four-petal anti-spin now. <laughs> I have <laughs> well, gone
0: I have, all the way back on your Instagram, sure so. At that
1: point, I'm pretty sure at that point I could already juggle like 3.0 beats and stuff when I actually learned to do properly <laughs> uh, 4 point uh, anti-spin, sorry, uh, four-petal anti-spin. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I learned flowers. Ridiculous. Later. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I learned 2.1-hand meteor-style f- stuff quicker like like first and then Mm -hmm. the flower stuff was very late
0: so interesting because you know y'all know at home that this is not the way that typically happens usually we learn anti-spin flowers and all the weaves and fun stuff and then we get into the more serious things like juggling but you were already (laughs) a juggler at that point so had you just been juggling balls mainly or were you a club juggler ever as well So yeah, I started with Diabolo. I don't
1: know if you know what Diabolo is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Diabolo is this kind of like double cup with an axis with a string Mm -hmm. just for people that I don't know. Because I know in the States, it's not super famous. Mm -hmm. uh it's getting there uh anyway so i was doing that a bunch uh i just saw it on tv at some point when i was like 11 or something and i was like dad i want this and my dad was like really happy to buy that for me instead of like a nintendo or like a new pokemon game sure uh (laughs) he didn't know that it would grow that much into something way bigger yeah Uh, seriously and, and yeah and i obsessed on like diablo for like a good seven years and it's only like
0: yeah five six
1: years into diablo and also like along with Diabolo, I picked up very quickly like ball juggling and club juggling at the same time. That was kind of like secondary
0: mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, at some and at some point, as I said, I tried out boy. Um but yeah, Diablo, clubs, and balls were
0: the first. And the whole progression is in very interesting to me because in the poi world, as I'm sure you're aware, we've lost many of the high caliber poi spinners that were kind of like pushing tech poi or three poi and whatever uh-huh. they and they went and they migrated to club juggling. So tell me why you have stayed on poi juggling and you didn't like go and just do the club juggling thing because you could I mean, you could be an incredible club juggler. I'm sure you're already very good, but with the amount of time that you could have yeah. uh, could have put into clubs, you have put into poi. So, Talk mm. a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Before, remind me if I just go off track, but like, just mm-hmm. like, fun side note. I, when I met Wyatt for the first time, like three <laughs> or four years ago, I was like, "Yeah, I'm so excited to meet that club juggler. I like what he does and everything, and I had no clue he was a boy juggler, like a boy spinner beforehand. It took me yeah. like I think it's only a like a year after I realized, oh yeah, actually Wyatt was famous for, yes, club yes." and when I met him, I was like, yeah, he's just gonna he's just just gonna hang out with a great club juggler, yeah, uh, Whatever. <laughs> but uh so yeah, yeah, it's a funny, funny transition in deep because most yeah most boy spinner just ended up doing club juggling and for me I was like so set on like I'm gonna be a Diablo juggler and Diablo was the main thing. Ball juggling club juggling was really just like a side thing just whenever I would get bored of Diablo I would just work on basic like uh not do that many that much original stuff much more like numbers just like Mm -hmm. five six seven balls and five Mm -hmm. clubs. Um and so yeah Diablo was my main thing and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a Diablo player and and then at some point, I picked up Poi and I realized I was way better at it. <laughs> so I just <laughs> grieved my Diablo career.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so uh, funny. Yeah, so that you, that you just leaned bad. really hard into Poi, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not that I was bad at Diablo either, but like, yeah, Poi somehow clicked way more. Uh, and then I slowly, like, understood, um, yeah, that I was better at it and it felt better and everything was working better, so why not? And it wasn't that much different from Diablo. There is still like a
0: rope string. Mm-hmm like not too far and you you i mean i'm guessing that you saw poi in where it was and poi juggling specifically and thought to yourself wow there's a lot of room for exploration whereas with clubs there still is and ball there's balls and mm-hmm. there. of course there still is there's infinite potential in any of these things right but with poi very few people were actually pushing poi juggling um at a, at a level that you were already probably at with ball juggling or what have you so I'm yeah. sure that you saw a lot of potential there
1: yeah definitely for me that the first person i met actually that's like really opened my eyes like oh okay there is like so much more with poi. is uh, theo azule uh, the symmetrics person mm. um, mm-hmm. and yeah and he's the first person i met that was like trying to juggle i think I, when i met him for the first time he was like already doing a few tricks with free poi juggling, and that's where i was like oh actually let's give a try to poi again because at that point i was still like nah Boy is not that good and theo is like really the guy that i saw do poi and i was like ah okay there is more let's give it a try again uh yeah so, yeah without theo I, wasn't, I wouldn't be here i think like with boy i would probably still do like ball trickling or jabo <laughs> i don't know
0: thank you theo good job for bringing in a legend into the community um that's amazing so and it kind of leads me into my next question um you you have a very innovative and like a trailblazer type mindset to juggling um when at what point do you think you you decided that i'm going to pursue this thing and not necessarily anything else like aside from really one track mind in deploy like what point do you think that was at
1: Mm, that's a hard question uh so i think in general ever since i was born when i would do something i just do it a thousand percent or zero it's like either mm-hmm. like like i had this great thing of like for me when i was like 11 i decided i would learn spanish two months later i could speak spanish i decided i didn't like english though it took me six years to decide that i would learn english <laughs> <laughs> And then once i had decided this i could learn english the next i could sorry i could speak english the next summer (laughs) um so in general like every single things i do with whether whether it is Diablo or like juggling in general from the start i was like yeah i'm giving my entire time and focus to that because i know it's worth it and i have faith that it's like the thing i can do and i want to do uh yeah so yeah there wasn't and then yeah there was this like switch of focus okay now i do it specifically with poi um but overall i was really set from the start
0: juggling is my thing i love that i love that and you were already a juggler so and going back to the time when you were getting more involved into poi and learning more about it did you look up to any of the other artists that were doing things with, like, two Poi or that were, you know, not juggling Poi? Did you have any of those people that you really looked up to? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So it was very funny because, like, I spent so such a long time, like, actually practicing Poi and still not really being interested in the Poi community and just mainly, like, looking up to, like, club jugglers and Diablo players and everything. Uh, I had, of course, uh, seen some of Cereal's videos, Cereal Um and and yeah, I was like, for sure, this is amazing. Uh, but somehow it took me a while to like let it sink in and realize how good it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I didn't think it, not that I didn't think it was good. Like, just somehow it took me a while. Um, and... You still have
0: the juggling mindset. Viewing two poi is different because you don't you didn't necessarily yeah. do two poi at that time. Yeah. Plus, plus yeah. at
1: that time also, I think my level wasn't like I wasn't deep enough in poi to understand or refined what Cyril was doing yet. Uh, And I was like more interested in like more basic, like when I would see like more basic stalls and spinning and a few throwing, I was always like, oh, okay, that's already cool. And that's a lot versus Cyril was already like too far for me, (laughs) (laughs) which I think that's why it took me a while. Um, But uh, yeah, And, and I guess my main inspiration actually from the start was, yeah, Theo and uh, and Armin, Armin Teschner, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and of you course know, Tim, Tim as well, of course, because like
0: yeah, from the start I think I saw Tim as well. Tim, yeah, Tim is a. We'll we'll get more into Tim yeah. when we talk about Australia, but um, yeah, Theo is actually a guy. Uh, excuse me, Armin is actually a guy that I've only recently um heard of, so it's it's interesting but, that yeah. you were already kind of connected to to this um guy and seeing you know his art before you had really seen a lot of other people's um. So that's great i don't even think i've viewed this this video all the way through
1: it's a it's pretty short video it's a very cool edit uh yeah for fun, like the fun thing is that it's made like the editing and the filming is a uh, Diablo player a friend
0: of mine as well mm. <laughs> and this is in berlin so you're familiar with these spots i'm sure
1: yeah yeah well that was like filmed way before i was uh i moved to germany that mm, was, that's like, right i think it's like 2018 it's really really old um yeah i'm in at, the, at his time, Armin uh, and Dima Olmski, a bit less well-known, the both of them, they were like pushing, point juggling, like alone and no one had any idea. <laughs> um, yeah, funnily enough, he is the first person with Dima uh, to juggle five point wall plane and like push it to like 30, 35, 37 catches. And him, Dima Omsky, separately worked on Five five Point Wall Plane without knowing each other at the same time, which I think is kind of funny. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Like they both got the same idea of like, yeah, Five boy makes sense in this wall plane pattern with doubles and spins. Let's do that.
0: (laughs) I think it's really interesting when people are able to find and stumble across these these patterns um, simultaneously without knowing that the other person is working on it because I have on a smaller level uh, with different various two things or what have you, um, whatever it was, I've, I've created something in my mind, I've created it, right? Because I didn't see it done anywhere else before I yeah. did it. And then I did it and I found out that, wow, somebody's actually already done that. And it's very funny to just find that we can stumble across the same things.
1: Yeah, some things just make sense to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that pattern was fucking amazing, holy shit.
1: Yeah, it's his signature pattern. There, Mike Smith, like just like.
0: Mm, you've played around with a lot of like uh, switchback patterns that are similar to that. I think I've seen you do a, a yeah. F- several.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much inspired by by Armin. Actually, side notes: switchbacks are invented by Armin.
0: <laughs> really,
1: Armin. Ar- Armin came up with the first. I mean, at least the was the first person to actively show them? Then maybe someone else did it before. Who knows? But he is the first one that came up with like the f- first switchbacks and like the first ideas of like switching. You know, like all those like switch of grips with three point when you just go. Mm-hmm. T-
0: t- mm-hmm.
1: there's are many like mini switches before the actual switchback. Uh He came up with that first. Uh Wow. Yeah. Uh, Keith wow, Marshall that's... was even calling them the Armin switch. Uh, Armin. I'm I'm in catches, I think he
0: was called. That's how you know you really were an innovator when Keith Marshall is referring to the trick as your name. <laughs> That's awesome that you know who who Keith is and that you're familiar with his work. Keith oh, has yeah, said yeah. this before on the podcast, but a lot of the times when people are talking about um kind of like the legends of ploy community and whatnot, um he's Keith is really not mentioned as much as he should be. I mean Yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah it is I it mean, is he's
1: also doing nothing to be well known like he's just spinning in his scottish mountain and not caring about the world
0: <laughs> it's true it's true and i found i stumbled across this video the other day on instagram and it was this it was two people spinning this woman and and this man and i was like wow he looks a lot like keith and then i clicked on the page and i clicked on and i went and followed and i'm like it is keith what the fuck this video like they have this new like partner page i'm like keith is still out here posting and hanging out he's just not really yeah just doesn't really care that much which is awesome you know because he just does it for the love of it which is you know what makes you the best artist you can be if you really love it and want to do it regardless of anybody looking you're doing it for yourself so
1: definitely yeah Yeah. antonia's partner is uh actually from berlin as well although they don't live in berlin anymore
0: um and yeah i
1: I meet her sometime like she just comes around to like see her parents and everything so i still see antonia keith is a bit harder to make him move out of his mountain (laughs)
0: oh man okay well i really want to transition into a topic that i've been very excited to discuss with you um okay. so you have publicly stated that you are not a flow artist and you don't really in other words quite identify with that term tell me more about that and how or why you make that distinction hot topic <laughs> hot topic let's go bam
1: let's get into it um yeah okay so that's a big one let's try to Let's try to start with the start and make something that makes sense so first of all the idea of floor art for me like where i come from like in europe especially at the time where i started poi uh and juggling in general floor art is just not a thing <laughs> it's like there is juggling and there are many types of object manipulations and for me then i heard about I had heard already though about the idea of flow, like the flow state, that's something that is very present in the juggling community. It's a thing mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can do uh, and it's part of juggling. But I had never thought, oh, there are people like actually making that an art form. And for me, that, that was really strange. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's the first thing for me. Like I never considered myself as a flow artist because I always grew up with the idea of like, I'm an object manipulator, juggler, the definition of juggling itself is also quite wide and can be discussed. But Mm -hmm. that's the word I was using. Um, Yeah. And then, what's, so yeah. And then the reason why I never picked it up as well is that it's like, why would you make an art form out of a state of mind? It's not what I'm doing, basically. It's just, I'm Mm -hmm. doing juggling. It's too small. For me, it's just juggling is bigger than, flow, than just flow. Because like if I just flow, then if I get really good at flowing, I will just flow. Mm-hmm. And I always love to talk about, OK, what's the definition of flow? It's a continuous stream of movement. And it's cute. It's great. But it's just that. And there is so much more to object manipulation. There is so much more to body manipulation than just flowing. You can carry. You can put. You can fall. You can stop moving. There is so many qualities of movement that don't come along with the idea of flow. And for me, that's really, really important to like Mm -hmm. not fall in that trap, because that's what I see the most of the time with like the idea of flow art.
0: Well, and you I mean, the things that you're doing specifically of working on this very technical and deliberate pattern that you have in mind, it's not you're not just going to flow into five poi while playing cascade you have a goal in mind and you're you're trying to achieve said pattern or or what have you so you're you're not necessarily flowing into this pattern this extremely technical pattern you're going into it with a specific goal and and deliberately doing it you know so I can very much understand how you're making the distinction because yeah like I said you're doing all these incredibly complicated patterns so um and Going back to the definition of juggling a little bit, I think we have talked about this before because you said at one point that I was a good point juggler. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, what? <laughs> you know? But you do you consider uh, juggling like can juggling be two objects or does it have to be three? Do you have to be tossing them? That's an... great, thanks. That's like exactly
1: <laughs> what I was about to forget to talk about, uh, and it's important. Yeah, it's all juggling. Poi spinning is juggling. For me, in my head, at least, it is juggling, or at least it's object manipulation. And it doesn't have to be separated. It's part of it. And for me, that's really, really important. Cause like, cause like a good and that's that's also another thing that's it kind of like matches up with the idea of like why I don't like flow art. Is that why? As soon as I start juggling with poi, people call me a flow artist. <laughs> but a very good club juggler, most very good club jugglers, with like three or four clubs nowadays, if you write down exactly each movement and trick they are doing over like a five minute sequence, I swear there will be at least 40, if not 60% of holding on to the prop more than throwing them, because they are mm. a good juggler. And a good mm-hmm. juggler knows how to hold on to the prop brilliantly, how to drop the prop brilliantly or to mm. move with the prop without throwing them brilliantly and the throwing is just one quality of movement that goes on top of it and yeah for me that's why it doesn't make any sense to have this mm. flow art separation where apparently if you don't throw or if you throw less or if you swing more <laughs> it's different no yeah it's like, sure it's like it's like as if you were a painter that just decided that it would only paint with a triangular canvas the same thickness of brush and one color for the rest of his life. Oh, sad. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I love this. And you heard it here, folks, Poi is juggling. So you heard it. Okay. I, 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 I And, and you're, you are juggling, a juggler.
1: It's either juggling or definitely more than this idea of flow art. That's what I'm... Because then you can say that, oh, juggling, what's the definition of juggling? You can go very far on that. It's like talking about the definition of art. What Mm -hmm. I want to just say is that flow art is just too little. It's cute. It's great. Why not? It's a cute idea and it's valid to some extent, but it's sad to leave it at that. That's what I
0: mean. So, and this goes into a topic that I did want to get into is because there are very, in my mind, traditionally there are big like cultural differences between the flow arts community and the juggling community. Whereas like early on when I was starting back in like early 2000s, or like, you know, um, almost 2010 ish area, there was a lot of like, you know, banter, I will say between jugglers and poi spinners. And, you know, a lot of the sentiment, I'll just be honest to us that poi spinners were lazy, and that jugglers kind of just didn't associate with them, because there's just all these hippies, fucking flowering out and, you know, focusing on you know, whatever. So tell me a little bit about, like, the differences that you see between the flow arts community and the juggling community benefits or, you know, negatives yeah. or anything like
1: that. Um, yeah, so what I see in the juggling community... That's such a weird question for me. Um, all right. I think what I see is that, yes, jugglers that don't identify with the idea of flow arts and do clubs, rings, and bowls will be extremely focused on pushing juggling as a thing that they are lifting up versus flow artists or people that are around that idea that's community that calls themselves like this they will be more focused on this idea of self-discovery self um like self lifting experience Mm -hmm. kind of like it's like a self thing i don't know there is another Mm -hmm. word in english for that like you know when you do yoga it's like a self practice Mm -hmm. um so it's a very like ego but positive ego-based
0: practice Mm
1: -hmm. which yeah it's very internal it doesn't lift the practice and the art kinda as its own thing um which yeah therefore why would you like yeah of course then why would you push the technical aspect it makes sense that it's not necessarily some people will think that pushing the technical aspect is what brings them to flow or whatever it is that makes them feel good and in this mindset of flow Mm -hmm. Mm or some artists will keep pushing the technical aspects and some won't because they only care about what makes them feel this mindset of flow because that's what they're looking for Exactly. Uh,
0: Actually, doing it and having fun with the process, and not necessarily like me having fun depends on how yeah. many patterns I can learn or how technical of what I'm doing is. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've, as the years have gone by, I've fallen more out of the just doing it because I love it, and more into the category of really pushing myself. Because let's be honest, I I don't enjoy picking up my poi thousands of times a day. It is work. I'm I'm trying yeah. to attain a certain goal and a lot of it is not fun a lot of it's very frustrating so it's it's definitely fallen more into the pursuit and the dedicated part of me that is not necessarily just doing it out of pure joy and fun the whole time and it is very accomplishing to get a certain pattern that you're working on but the whole time isn't fun right it's not frustrating it it
1: shouldn't be fun
0: if it's fun you're you fucked up if it's (laughs) completely if you do it
1: for the fun it's like it sounds really harsh what I'm saying, but like if you do it for the fun, don't expect any positive result. Like on the long term, it's gonna be fun for like a few months. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be like playing video games. It's cool, uh, but don't expect any actual results if you're doing it for the fun of it. For me, that's like really what I like to say in my workshop. It should be painful. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it, it's how it is, because and you know why. Is because if you don't go, get into it with that mindset, then you're not experiencing. Even, like, even if we come back to this idea of like just self-experience, even with that, you will not experience the fullest. If you don't take your ego, throw it outside and just fucking go for it, you will not experience the full experience of juggling or whatever it is. Uh, that's really how I see it. It's like, it's bigger than you. It's just bigger than you. If you just stay in yourself and try to juggle, it will just be juggling as yourself. If you take your ego and get it out, then it will be juggling as juggling or whatever it is, which is so Mm -hmm. much bigger.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is a very important topic to get into because there has been a lot of, um, again, like animosity, maybe in some artists and some jugglers, there has been, um, yeah, a little bit of talks of like, you know, essentially just we're better than you and we know it you know and Uh to to a certain extent i fucking understand like i get it i'm just a pole spinner but that's not
1: that's not good though like i like because like indian like for me because like what i just said may seem like oh i'm defending like jugglers are all doing what i just said no that's not Mm -hmm. true like some jugglers are also like not necessarily having the right mindset around juggling and whatever uh so i kind of like got off track there uh yeah in In the end, it's just everyone is doing their own thing in the best way they think they are doing it, and it's great. And no, it's not good when some jugglers are saying to the telling the guy that does dragon stuff that it's lame what he's doing. i I've never actually seen that happen, to be honest. like, I mean in france we like to be super sarcastic and like throw bad jokes at each other anyways so, like it happens like no matter like if you're a devil player or a club juggler you will get shit thrown at you anyways
0: uh... <laughs> which is how it should be there should be a friendly banter but um yeah more more along the lines of like people that i know that were attending um like ejc or these kind of bigger uh more prestigious juggling events where there were artists in our local community that wanted to go to fire drums or you know, these local flow arts festivals. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you know, sure, maybe it might not have manifested on the level that I'm portraying it to be. But, you know, locally in our in our friend circle, there kind of was like a little bit of a division and, you know, a little bit of like, we're better than you kind of kind of shit. But, you I know, as Ploy... Poi- kind of like, so Go I'm ahead.
1: Sorry. Yeah,
0: I think it's kind of like a buildup of like both sides trying to like, like, and that's
1: also, again, like why I'm like, ah, flow art is so sad because it's like, it pushes, it's like, it's like those people give up and just left and decided to like not try to stay together as juggling uh so it's kind of like as much the fault of the, of like those old school club jugglers that don't understand that object is object and whatever it is is just still an object as those hippies that think that this thing is different and oh they felt bad because this guy is mean therefore they left so i yeah. think it's <laughs> kind of like 50 50 you know what i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like a childish thing of like why
0: (laughs) yeah it's true it's true i like that you can appreciate all the different you know objects and the different uh, object manipulators that are kind of inherently under the same large umbrella when you really think about it because like you just saying object is is an object and you know what you're doing with it is like inherently unique whatever you're doing so i Mm -hmm. i like there to be more unity around poi jugglers and and, or you know poi spinners and the juggling community as a whole um and i think it's starting to get that way um, mainly be- because of, you know, poi jugglers like yourself and, you know, the, the poi community kind of being becoming more knowledgeable and it's spreading to various parts of the world where people are taking it more seriously and have that mindset that you were talking about. And I feel like it's the reason that we're seeing incredible poi jugglers pop out of Japan, out of um, various parts of Mexico and, Japan, you know, Japan, Latin America, Chile, Europe. Chile. Yeah, Chileans, Chile. Chileanza. Dude. Okay. Yeah, 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 dude. What is Chile on right now? <laughs> Seriously, but like we're seeing all these jugglers, poi jugglers specifically, come out of these places, and I think it does have mm. a lot to do with the mindset and the reason why we're pursuing what we're doing. And these people that I, I just mentioned are are trying to pursue it at the highest level, you know, in terms of just like any other juggler, you know. So it's very sure. interesting to see cultural differences in the way that that they manifest.
1: One last note, I think also what doesn't help um, is that, especially in the States, because let's be like very pragmatic there, the, the floor art community is mainly a United, State, United States thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like the juggling and the circus uh, community in the United States was very much for a super long time and still nowadays based on entertainment and comedy. Uh, versus in Europe, very quickly it became uh, contemporary circus dance. It's like mm-hmm. more of arts on this like, mm-hmm. on this, like contemporary art or like art in general, um, which makes it that of course then in Europe, when Cyril, humans, star- and like and, and uh, Ronan MacLoughlin started using contact poi as like a thing to just do juggling, there wasn't that much of a pushback because we were already used to like many different circus artists creating different things that are outside of the rings, balls, and clubs thing or making jokes with like three apples and eating them Mm -hmm. uh because we were already used to this idea it's like already like a part of the community to do that Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. the states was is still more focused on this idea of like rings balls clubs comedy juggling so that's why i guess it was harder for those people that wanted in the states to like use different props and everything so boy etc and there would be like more pushbacks there. I think that's what made made it that there is such a separation. I
0: guess. Yeah. So I really appreciated the response. Um, and even though you don't necessarily I like identify or accept the term as a flow artist, um, you do attend flow arts festivals in the United States and across oh, yeah. you know across the world, uh, Australia and what have you. So um tell me a little bit about some of your maybe a, a favorite experience or some of the things that you love about attending these festivals and and what uh-huh. how does that affect you
1: um so uh yeah yeah there is lots so like in the past three years i've done quite a few juggling festivals and floor art festivals and most of the time i see i like to say now that there is like juggling and floor art it's like clearly like more like mm-hmm. blended for example mm-hmm. in australia like uh last like three weeks ago i was at the circus spin festival like spin circus festival it's like mm-hmm. it's called Spin circus which is great and it's organized by circus people but it's also included uh including floor people so it's kind of like i like that this is this kind of like oh yeah all of this is in there and it's great um and yeah it's been such a blast to be able to like travel around with juggling and be asked to like go perform and teach people and yeah, yeah randomly yeah randomly get like a message from a person like hey would you like to go to ohio next week i'm like okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you just got back from australia and you got to kick it with another poi legend um somebody that we had just briefly mentioned the other day um being tim goddard how is australia and how is it able to collaborate with such a such an innovative and a great mind in the poi community Yay. Um, So yeah, it's actually the second time I come to Australia. I was there last year for
1: like the exact same thing. I kind of like did the exact same three weeks that I did last year, which is kind of sad, but I mean, like it's still great. Like I should have visited, I feel like I should have visited like other cities in Australia, Uh, (laughs) but yeah. Uh, So yeah, uh, I was therefore booked for this festival, Spin Circus Festival uh, last year and this year again. And Mm -hmm. Tim was there and Ben Cooper as well was there. And so last year I got to meet the both of them, which was such a blast. So I spent like a week at Ben's house and then a week at Tim's house. And then we did like festivals together. And and yeah, this year I just came to like redo the exact same thing. Although I spent only uh, some time at Tim's and I couldn't make it to Ben's, uh, but that was already good. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, Tim is like probably the last person in the poi community that's actually just those poi spinning mainly like he also does poetry but like his main focus is boy spinning that i actually enjoy watching to be honest i think it's like is the only person that does it right i think <laughs> i i'm not i'm not okay with what i just said but like you got what i mean
0: i get uh, you i get you <laughs> well and we have a very particular mind and i i understand i would say that Tim's spinning there's something different about the way he spins like i've seen him, His juggling and all is, is great and his contact is amazing, but when he's just has the poi in his hand and he's spinning, um, he really just hits the patterns with a level of execution and a perfection um, that is truly not, um, not common. I mean, I, I cannot think of anybody okay. else. I mean, he's definitely one of a one-of-a-kind kind of individual. So I'm no, sure definitely. that was just a lot of fun being able to collaborate with him.
1: Yeah, such a great understanding of the mechanic of ropes and weights in movements that's like it's a, like i have like for example like side note like i have this i have like all those mess pattern like all the mills messes and sub messes and all this research i have with poi and i made it so that for each of those juggling pattern i knew what was the two point spun equivalent of them so for example the three point mills mess to make it short is basically a, a two point forward weave
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I know for each of the messes, which is the way to make them spinning. And there is one that I never could understand what would be the spinning equivalent of it. And Tim just found it, like took him 10 minutes. And he was like, oh yeah, it's this thing. (laughs) And was like, yo. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, just side note, but I think it's like, like, that was kind of like one of my highlights of like this trip actually. He just literally, finally managed to like point me towards the direction of that one little foundation that made me understand (laughs) what i was doing
0: (laughs) that's great shout out to tim um i'm i do plan on having uh tim on the podcast um you know very soon keeping keeping uh keep in mind for that but uh yeah i've tim has been one of my favorite artists for a long time even going back to when he first released predator poi and how he kind of was you know being more well known in the community and whatnot so He's been at it for a long time. Um, what? I, I don't mean to backtrack too much. I'm just curious. What year did you start poi spinning?
1: Oh, uh, that's a hard question. I, I should actually look it up for real at some point, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was like 2015, 2016, like summer 2015, probably, mm-hmm. or like 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: that yeah. checks out. That checks out. But you, you <laughs> were already such a good poi jug, or excuse me, Did you Justin already ball know jugler. the
1: answer, and you wanted to know if I would like... <laughs>
0: maybe (laughs) because yeah i've definitely done deep dives i remember one day i was like i'm just gonna go all the way back and play bo's like first videos from when he first started posting it's a it's a lot of fun if you guys well i was i was fascinated and very curious by your beginnings because i mean dude seriously you i am pretty up to date as far as who's kind of like popping off in the community who's becoming more well known whose work is is you know on the forefront and all that and you came out of nowhere man you came out of nowhere like you ensure you were just you know a juggler and you were doing your thing behind the scenes for a long time but as far as I mean one of the people that have just come onto the onto the scene the quickest and the amount of uh time that it took you to become the more well-known person in the community was uh pretty crazy man so you came out of nowhere and just like exploded onto the scene in a lot of ways so I did wanna see the early beginnings and what you were doing back, you know, when you were first getting started. So very it's interesting. Like five
1: clubs in RM pants and dreadlocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, so um, yeah, you were you were creating a poi juggling uh, collaboration video uh, actively, and you're, you're looking at posting that here soon. Um, tell me a little bit about that project and the motivation behind getting this collaboration video together.
1: Yeah. Uh, Actually, not a lot of stuff to talk about, Uh,
0: but like, yeah, it's just a cool thing that I really want to do because,
1: um, yeah, in general, I haven't seen any actual three-point jugglers collaboration video yet. Uh, Mm. And it would be a great idea to have that, kind of like a little symbolic, hey, three-point juggling is a thing. Or like, of course, like, as you have seen, like, in the message I sent you, like, it's not just juggling, like, you can send a three-point spinning sequence and I'm okay with it. The idea is to have three-point stuff in there um and yeah there is it's like a big thing in like the Diablo community every year they have the diablo collaboration video that comes out every year there's like one forum in which they organize this uh the japanese jugglers have this like every year there is a three ball juggler 3 ball japanese juggler collaboration four ball like they have like like they have like print <laughs> collaboration for each type <laughs> or something um and yeah i thought it would be cute to have like the same thing for three boy manipulation uh nice so yeah i trying to start the trend
0: <laughs> will you consider doing a four poi collaboration video
1: uh, a four point uh that would be great i don't think there would be enough variety yet to do it an interesting video out of it i, I have hopes for like in a year or two that's fair i, I think that's we it's right I'll keep
0: working on my four Poi. Yeah, I'll keep working on it. Um, so tell us tell us some advice that you might have for newer Poi jugglers um, or just artists in general that are trying to improve and and talk a little bit about kind of the mindset that you have uh, as far as improving and possibly any, any pointers that you could give somebody.
1: So first thing first, watch Naruto. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: read and watch Naruto uh, and then come back to juggling uh (laughs) sorry (laughs) um no like marketing naruto i wouldn't be where i'm at without naruto right now Uh, that's so cool it's it's really a big thing uh but like to be like more serious um i think is just figure out what you love do you actually love it and are you willing to just put everything of yourself into that and if you act, and and then if you're not willing is this is going to be very obvious it's like Mm -hmm. if you actually love what you're doing then just do it 100% just try everything just and, go and figure out who is good at it and go check out what they're doing and ask them questions and going off
0: going off that topic I don't mean to cut you off but yeah. um yeah I there's been times in my life when I'm going through because I've spun poi for a long time uh, and I've did a lot of you know two poi I've only been into three poi for a couple of years but anyways I did two poi for a long time and there was a, a point points in my, throughout my life that I was questioning, why am I doing this? And like, am I wasting time? What I've been dumping thousands of hours into this one thing, what is it going to lead to? Like what, you know, and the consensus that I came to over the years is because I truly do love it. And it's a part of my growth as an, as an artist. And I really don't care if it leads anywhere necessarily, if I'm not like successful or whatever, because of it, I just truly love it. And it's something that you do run into, you know, if you've been doing it long enough, there's going to be doubts that you have of, Why am I doing this? And, you know, the again, the result of these questions always came back to no, fuck that. I'm going to do it. There's, I'm not wasting time. This is a part of like my life and what I want to do. So,
1: yeah. And that, and it comes back to what I was talking about earlier of like,
0: it's a bigger thing and you have to
1: believe in it as a bigger thing than you. And you can't see the end of it. And it's not something that's inside of you, it's just so much bigger and you should just serve it the most you can and believe in it and go for it. And, I really and yeah, appreciate that. Practice as much as you can. Just practice smart. Practice better. Practice longer. Catch better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, called out. I I felt personally called out on that one. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about some of the um, other favorite videos that you might have as far as juggling. Because it was funny, I asked you about these these you know your favorite videos of somebody necessarily, and you gave me a lot of old or obscure videos that were not even necessarily Poi-related. They were, like, ball juggling-related or, like, what is Uh this Poi? Is this even Poi? We
1: have the god of Poi before Poi was even... Contact Poi was even invented here. It's called Ruslan Fomenko. Uh, Yeah, is either Russian or Ukrainian. It's not really clear. Uh, And, yeah, he was already juggling five meteors uh, with the same pattern that Chris Kelly used to use uh, for five Poi. Uh, not exactly the same actually he was using overturns but whatever uh way before i think like in 1990s he was already juggling five meteors on stage basically uh we'll see it like towards the end of the video he juggles five uh out of the kick up like it's like insane shit and like mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. end of the video you're like yo what the fuck like it's just like swinging and like we don't have the music right now but the mu- i invite people to like go check out the music is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's like super traditional style and like yeah like here he's starting to juggle like since the meteor like he gets right into four and that's that video is from like 2000 or something uh
0: yeah 97
1: and 97 yeah see mm-hmm. like super mm-hmm. super old and he was already juggling for like at least 10 years at that
0: point if not more uh um, yeah wow yeah yeah and like and i have seen this video before but it was not even, I mean, it was probably less than a year ago that somebody sent me this video. But, I mean, yeah, just the early exploration of poi juggling when it wasn't even considered to be poi at this time. Yeah, already Meteors, figured out right?
1: everything. <laughs> we Crazy. are so lame. We are so yeah. lame. Look at him. I'm like, for me, I, I, really meet, I really need to meet that guy at some point because he's still performing. He's not that old because here in that video is like super young. Like at some point there is like a zoom in on his face. is like super young. He must be like 17 or 18 at that point. Um, yeah, so shit. yeah, he's still performing and I really want to like meet him and ask him like, who taught you or like, where did you get the idea from? Like, what was the, what, why, oh. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, seriously. Because a lot of us, we have references to take, you know, I can see you juggling and I'm like, okay, I want to learn this pattern, this pattern, whatever. And we can take a lot of the inspiration from each other. But people in the early in the early days, they didn't necessarily have that person because they were the person to make the discovery and start pushing it in this certain way. So
1: yeah, yeah. And for him, it's like, I don't know if we passed it already, but like in the video at some point, he does like, he already does flats with the meteor. meteor. he does flat throws. At that time, doing flat throws with clubs was already kind of like, oh, wow, well, you're original. Uh, mm. He was already doing it with ropes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, isn't that crazy? And like um, my friend, Anya, uh, you probably have seen, it, seen her at some point in one of my posts. We did some collaboration. She's a, an Ukrainian poet juggler, uh, knows him and has tried uh, these meteors. And she told me they are long and super fucking heavy so it's like hard to use stuff <laughs> like... wow yeah so yeah rustline is like one of my biggest inspiration ever when it comes to like just boy uh, for like
0: boy juggling because like yeah we're nothing compared to him <laughs> absolutely wild yeah and and you said that they are very quite heavy and which kind of i don't mean to f- stray too far off uh subject or topic but and tell me, what do you think is the, really quickly, uh, what is the most like optimal set or like length or whatever dimension for you? Like what do you prefer? So um, I've definitely changed
1: my sets quite a bit uh, over the years. Uh yeah. Just just for a bit. Can we have a moment? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This five meteor right there for like 30 catches on stage with like a massive <laughs> finally like yeah, he doesn't care. Whatever. Oh so, my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> like he was performing that like on a daily bas- basis as like a performer, like, ah! Uh, anyways, uh, so Poi, I started with like the play juggling, like the first contact Poi I had was the play juggling, Poi, I don't know if you've seen them, they are like really like just play juggling stage ball, whatever stage ball they were doing at that time, mm-hmm. but very thin, polyester, mildly flexible, like quite flexible actually rope, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. not like cotton, like you know, like not smooth either. Sure. Um, and, and the play juggling knob. Uh, and as so far, like, no, the only thing I kept is the play juggling knob. Because <laughs> the play juggling knob is, like, the best knob for a POI that's has ever been done. <laughs> like, I'm stats on that. So you can't make me move. It's like, somehow, Davide is the name of the designer of play juggling, had mm-hmm. no clue what he was doing when he created this POI because he has no clue what POI is. But he did the <laughs> first try perfect on the knob. The rest of the POI was like,
0: Mm,
1: but <laughs> yeah so, Got the knob, I started, though. so i started with that and i learned most of my i think the first 3.0 bit cascade i learned was with that this thing I, I even started like doing 360s and pirouettes with that but i was like oh shit it's so wobbly at some point i was like yeah i need to like change the rope so i changed to like whatever climbing rope i could find the easiest uh near uh near me so i just switched out the rope and then I realized there was some better quality stage balls, so I just switched out the stage ball. And I realized there were some lighter stage balls, so like the 180 grams from NetJuggler EOS away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I switched to this. And that ended up being more or less the set I have now. Uh, apart from the fact that now I upgraded to like a better static rope, better quality static rope, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I could find it. And uh, as far as I'm length
0: going? goes, what length do you prefer? Uh,
1: so yeah, I started with like... Like the, at first, first I had like really long poi. Like first time I was doing like three point juggling, I was like super long. Like probably the length I have now, actually, <laughs> funny <laughs> enough. Uh, and like when I met when I met Theo Azule, actually, um, he has like him and Gustave, his, his like duo partner, mm-hmm. uh, had like the tiniest poi in the universe, <laughs> like about a few centimeters smaller than a club, uh, <laughs> with the static rope, which made it like just like it's such a chunky bit of thing. and and i was really impressed by them at the start so i was like oh yeah, and i was like 17 or something so i was like oh okay so i will do this too yeah Uh, (laughs) so i switched to like this tiny ass boy and i think it did help me to like kind of like cheat my way into getting a bit more juggling right away and like progressing Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. but at some point i eat a plateau very quickly because short boy is just too short and you just can't use the momentum properly you, you just you're just lacking many things
0: um, interesting
1: so i switched to like longer boy first of all for just the beauty aspect because it's just it does look better that's the biggest thing
0: it's the biggest thing is it does look a lot better because it's embracing the the like makeup of what you're doing like poi the one of the reasons it's the most like aesthetically appealing prop in my opinion and the reason that i love it is because of the length and it it looks different than clubs so like you're just why would i be juggling fucking (laughs) string clubs when i could be juggling poi like i want them longer (laughs) that's
1: so like that was the thing the beauty aspect that also i had switched to like small actual static crops because the first static crop i had i thought were static but actually they were like type b semi-static like i'm not gonna know that about know that about groups mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. not actual static crops uh so when i switched to like actual static crop i was like oh this is really stiff like even for my taste so making them longer had like the overall feel of the point was better was better sorry mm. and that and also for five boy, for the five, like uh, my main reason for like going that long is for five and six boy because otherwise the pattern is just so fast.
0: So, mm. and you and can't speed,
1: yeah, and you can't yes. accumulate the momentum that's required to keep a circular, at least for no beats. I guess if I had stayed like doing like doubles and like, m- maybe it would be different, uh, but for the no beat techniques, you really need like the bigger the pattern, the bigger the objects to be able to have like a rush ratio 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 that's like proper. Mm-hmm,
0: uh yeah yeah that makes sense because you know when you add length or take away length from your poi, it's a speed differential even if you're only using two right so with three that makes sense that the patterns that you're going for you have to have it a little bit longer um because they're yeah it's it's very sped up when it's short very whereas with a longer poi, it's like very drawn out longer yeah, yeah because there's more space that it has to cover
1: And then if you want to be like super picky therefore now the set i have isn't the ideal ratio for just three point but three point is easier therefore it's fine you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i want the ratio to be closer to the ideal for the harder stuff and then the easier stuff i don't care i'm i can just like figure
0: it out like (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense yeah so i do want to get into your training regimen a little bit and um if you could tell us a, a little bit about what your ideal training day looks like when everything goes perfectly because not all days are good tell us what a good day looks like for you at at, at your studio in Berlin
1: Uh, so first of all whether it's a good day or a bad day it's pretty much 70% looks the same because it's not an excuse (laughs) (laughs) Um, unless of course I'm like puking in bed and like like then here I will just stay in bed Uh, Mm -hmm. but if I'm able to stand up then most of my training will be the same apart from then some various things so like i'm going to get into it like most of my training are like between 6 and 9 hours depending of like the phase i'm in like summers in general general tend to be like shorter training and winters longer training but it really varies from day to day but i basically i have this 5 hour chunk that's like the start of my training where i'm i pretty much know every single thing i'm going to do uh where i go through so like start of my training pick up, like warm up a little bit my wrist and everything, pick up 3poi. I go for all the preparative sites, so so, like preparative patterns that will prepare me for like 5poi, so like all the 5poi height stuff with 3poi. Then I, so I do like 100 catches of each of these ones. Then I do the same thing with 4poi. All of the preparative patterns I have for 5poi, I do them with 4. And I go for like about 100 catches each plus run through every single pattern I can think of with 4poi in like kind of like sequences to just build Mm -hmm. up and like, yeah, just juggle as much as I can till I get exhausted and like try to solidify all of the pattern with four and then move on to five, do all the things I want to work on with five. That's like about an hour and a half, then go for like six poi, And then after six poi, I just go for like specific pattern that I want to work on this new sub mess with four poi with one side swap on top of it. That's another thing. So I always have like those specific Mm -hmm. tricks where I'm gonna spend time on there and there is no questioning it. I will do it then I will go through all of the body throws with three points, that's going to be like an hour or two of just doing all the body throws with three and making them as solid as possible. And then finally, after those five hours, it's like more or less five hours in total, uh, of like doing all the stuff that I do every single day for like that many catches to make it super solid. So it's kind of like my base, my technical base. Mm-hmm. Then I'm, gonna, I'm I'm like, okay, what do I feel like creating today? Or like, what do I feel like doing? So maybe I'm just gonna try some more different tricks because I feel like nerding out on new tricks or I'm going to do some more improvisation with like dancing based stuff or I'm going to do a completely different prop like ball juggling um yeah so in general like it's like I have those five hours that are like super set, and there is no questioning it and then there is like two three four hours more where it's like whatever I feel like I like that
0: I like that a lot because it opens the door for your flow artist side to be more innovative and creative. And, you know, so kind of, you know, improvs. So I like that you mentioned and touched on improvisation because, um, you do have a very abstract way of spinning two Poi or using two Poi because you, you're, I mean, the way that you do it is very different from any of the other Poi artists that I've seen or the community is used to seeing. Um, so very much more abstract and, um, know not 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 traditional is the way that i would describe it so Mm -hmm. i i feel like that time in your regiment where or you're you know kind of leaving it open to the table of like what you're feeling and what you want to do and improv i feel like is very important um but you you are very dedicated and very uh, specific in the things that you do want to train and hammer out very intentionally so i i knew that that was going to be a response but you guys at home have to realize when you see his videos and you're like, oh my gosh, I could never, this is so crazy, I couldn't do it. But it's like you could if you could if you put the amount of hours that this man puts in, and that's what it boils down to. He's not just, like, of course, you are a very special person in general to be able to do that and execute it, but it's yeah. hours. It's your dedication towards the patterns that you're trying to learn, and it's a, you know thousands of hours over multiple years of your life that you're putting in that serious time into and that's that's the difference between i'm going to try this for an hour today i'm going to try this for maybe 30 minutes tomorrow or you know there's they're very different i think i think that's like and so like to add like something maybe to like the
1: question that i didn't quite fully answer earlier it's like to like something i would say to like younger poi jugglers or people are getting into poi just be fucking specific about what you're doing if you're not specific about what you're doing at every single point of your training, or even your day in general, you just lost. It's like you're at the scrolling on Instagram state. It's the same thing, even if you're juggling. Just be specific about every. what am I doing right now? Why, how, when, for how long, and like for which per- like you know. Yeah, just be specific every time, and that's going to lead you like, so much further.
0: And, you know, I I have these days in the studio where I'm really trying to hammer out um, a new juggling pattern or what have you. And then sometimes I just want to spin. And there's that part of me that still just does it for like the enjoyment of doing it. And I feel like I use those times to try to be more creative and let myself open up new doors that I didn't realize were there. But sometimes I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, fuck, I'm just doing things that I already know how to do. I could be working on something that I don't know how to do, but it's very hard trying to balance. You know, dedication and the the extremely specific work, or you know, try I'm trying to learn new patterns because they're very different mindsets. Um. Okay. On that, I think also it's
1: important to it's, it's important to be specific about. Okay, maybe right now I don't want to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> be specific about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Leave
1: yourself, it's important to leave yourself space for. Okay, here I'm not too sure, and it's fine. But you know, how long it's gonna last or you have this space for it and then you just close the parenthesis and move on uh mm-hmm. i think that's quite important and even when you're not like even if you're just doing some i, I guess flow is the term that's uh you use then uh, sorry <laughs> 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 okay, i really don't want to seem like i feel like no no like, no
0: so I reminder, get it.
1: Just a reminder that English is not my. It's like my third slash fourth <laughs> language. So, <laughs> I'm I may not like exactly mean the thing I meant, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, even when you're like doing some kind of like flow state approach, um, you can be. It can be positive, as long as you're specific about the way you do it.
0: Mm-hmm, you can. Mm-hmm. You can.
1: You can be like, okay, I'm just gonna do whatever right now. But my approach is to use as much the space as possible. Or right now I'm doing whatever I want. But I'm gonna really focus on the rope right now. Mm, the rope, you know, like just you can you, you can be very gentle about your specificism. You don't need to be like right now I am doing 4.360s into sadness. This what no you don't have, you can be very gentle. But yeah, you can push things like like what my approach is. Like you can push things push things plus thousand percent. But you can also push things. Sorry, push things. Minus a thousand percent, or minus forward thousand percent, plus diagonal thousand, whatever. You have many ways of pushing, very specific. Mm-hmm. Like, like what I, I'm not saying you should be training hard in like the technical stuff, plus plus poi, plus, plus mega art because cool. No, that's not what I mean. Like, you have many ways of pushing. Uh, and Be mm-hmm. open to it, and there is no wasting time as long as you do it.
0: Uh, yeah, with focus and specificities for sure for sure and i i really like that you touched on that because sometimes i i am you know again i'm working on very specific things but sometimes i do want to embrace the improv and i feel like the improv is where you're creating things and finding these little uh tricks or patterns that make you the most unique like it's it's a part of who you know who you are as an artist and these times that i've left it open and i found mm-hmm. the patterns that i love the most so but that's mainly 2poi for me. Um, so 3poi mm-hmm. has kind of been, been a very think, different approach.
1: I think Yeah, I think also 2poi, um, let me know if it goes
0: for too long on the
1: topic. No, but no, like, I don't work. Like, I very much don't work on 2poi stuff. I never work on 2poi stuff, uh, nor one point stuff, actually. Because I think what makes good 2poi manipulation and one point manipulation, whether it's spinning, throwing, manipulation, whatever. Uh, it's body posture, it's body awareness, it's space awareness, it's quality of movements. It's not about the object itself. Right. Uh, if you can work, if you have other ways to work on that, then whenever you will pick up two point or one point, it just works. So yeah, dance classes, dance classes, dance. Classes. I love that.
0: I that's very applicable to myself as well because yeah, I your boy needs to move a little bit. Uh. Cause like,
1: cause like the, the one point, the two point. Especially nowadays with this manipulation style, we're mainly holding on to the objects. So, like, there is no technique. Come on. And you don't need it. Even someone, as long as you have like a fair basic amount of plane control understanding of where the rope can go if you do that, you don't need to be a crazy technical poi juggler or poi spinner to understand how to do good two-point, one-point stuff. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. And it goes mm-hmm. for any object. Give one ball to a dancer and leave it alone for an hour you will see the magic you'll be like you how long have you been
0: telling? very Zero. true it's just very yeah. true so this is a great segue um i'm not, i'm sure that you're familiar with this segment that we have on the podcast but we're making a little bit of a change um so we have fans write in questions and they ask um you know for us to ask the guest live on air so the changes is now joey will actually be asking these questions to the guest now so he will be taking over okay. just for just a quick moment to ask you the question. And we'll see cool. How but uh, I'll let Joey go ahead and take over. What's up, Bo? Hello. I completely, a million percent agree with you watching Naruto because it's it's the thing. <laughs> I was rallying over here. <laughs> 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 um, so Kelly, or down to Jelly, asked, um, what inspires your storytelling within your performances? Oof. Uh,
1: okay, stories, a big statement here. Uh, I don't do st- storytelling at least not on purpose then it's beautiful if people see storytelling through it i just focus on serving the movement and the juggling the best i can and it creates short stories it creates mm. short stories and for me that's like i see short stories as kind of like the contrary of flow if that makes sense flow mm-hmm. is the is the uh, continuous stream of movements, short stories is like, oh, this thing is happening, done, that's it, oh, and now there is this thing. It's like the kid in the kindergarten just just found a rock and now he's a nurse babysitting the rock and then he's gonna go lick the floor because it's an ice cream. And then (laughs) it's so much more beautiful. (laughs) And and in there, there is some flow, there is many qualities of movement that happen, but it's, yeah, and and yeah, and I guess that's what people sometimes see as, as storytelling, I'm not too sure what I think about the idea of storytelling, but I guess that answers the question.
0: I would, I would kind of take it as an approach of conveying emotion, that's more, that's the way that I want to start building my performances, is conveying an emotion, and more often than not, frustration is very tied into my story. Like we were talking about earlier i'm i'm motivated a lot of the times by the fact that i can't do it and i get frustrated because i can't do a certain pattern or whatever so that is a motivation for me and i want to convey frustration and just discontent as being a very uh you know huge factor in what drives me it's very interesting Mm -hmm. but yeah um i would i would see more more conveying emotion is what i would get down to storytelling
1: yeah it, it's a thing that happens as well and it's great as well but like sometimes i'm also like like the whole like emotion thing also i'm just there like it's great but i really i'm really not sure what i think of all those people that like every time after my act they're like oh i cried watching your acts i'm like thanks <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like at first i was like oh i made people cry that i did good job and now i'm just there like after a while i'm just there like i'm not too sure if that's actually good
0: <laughs> Do you know The reason that I would think that people would see a performance like that and literally be driven to tears is because when you see something in person um, or you see somebody's performance, it's really just a it's a percentage of their life that went dedicated towards this specific thing. I feel like that's more of what would make me emotional watching it is because I know that this man has spent X amount of percentage of his whole life working on this specific thing, so i think just kind of giving your life towards an art is very beautiful and so i think that would be why i would yeah. possibly tear up if i saw you perform because it's fucking insane yeah. that's, um, that's the
1: beauty of juggling is that there is in like many art forms that there is so many powerful ways of providing emotional uh, triggering triggers somehow mm-hmm. through art it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy but like yeah big topic <laughs>
0: So we'll we'll kind of get move, move towards closing things out here but before we do I do want to get into um any kind of like goals that you have for your future as far as patterns you want to learn or performances mm-hmm. that you want to do or classes that you want to teach I'll just kind of leave it open more for you what yeah. what kind of goals do you have
1: So as for goals I'll just keep doing the juggling thing <laughs> <laughs> this it's great <laughs> uh but to be more specific and interesting i have um yeah i'm really into pushing the five and six boy stuff getting mm-hmm. into bashing seven i had like one two training this week started trying it it's just gonna work um wow. but not my it's not my priority yet uh mainly just making five and six a bit more neat and like being able to do more stuff in there and um, yeah so it's like Technically speaking, my main thing, pushing more the Sedma stuff and windmill stuff with more objects. I really like it, like four and five. Um, Apart from that, uh, I'm really happy. I'm going to probably perform in Japan again this year. So it's really exciting for the national convention there, the JJF. And I'm getting more into actual performing uh, because my friend, uh, Stefan Sink, I, so, like, it's so a long story, like, Stefan Singh is, like, a really good ball juggler, like, kind of, like, a pioneer of, like, contemporary juggling in Europe. Uh, and he has a company called, called Critical Mess, and I started, like, working with them. And at mm-hmm. first, it was more like, hey, can you just come and help us to, like, create this new show and everything as, like, a extra person to create the show, but not to perform? And it tra- transformed into, like, actually, we're going to need you to perform in the show as well. So, like, I'm <laughs> starting to, like, get in the company where uh, we're working on this new show uh which is ball juggling a ball juggling show i, I did send you a link uh, for it if you want to pull it out very quickly. yeah quick. yeah Bye-bye. i would
0: love to to take a look at this because um th- again this is you know influences that are less about poi and more about juggling because yeah. you know you are a juggler and and uh you know you're not going to take all your inspiration from poi spinners because you're doing you're doing it very different than anybody's doing it that's yeah. just kind of what it is um uh-huh. but we'll we'll see if joey can pull that. up uh, say it one more time
1: uh critical mess
0: Critical mess, yeah, okay, he's, he's pulling that Uh-oh. out.
1: Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's been really exciting because like most of the people in that company are actually really good friends of mine uh, that I just jam and hang out in Berlin with. Uh, so it's so cool to like create something with them. This video is like the old version of the show that I wasn't, wasn't a part of
0: and mm-hmm. now we're creating a new version, which I recently joined. Uh, Beautiful, quite- and dude, I really wanna say like, as weird as this might sound thank you for you know kind of bringing poi more in the realm of of jugglers and putting poi out there in a more because again along for a long time jugglers i feel like on mass have not necessarily like wanted to respect poi in the same way that they respect ball juggling or club juggling and i feel like the level that you're taking poi juggling now it's it's undeniable i mean it's really undeniable so i'm really glad that you're collaborating with more serious jugglers um and getting into you're this serious spirit. jugglers <laughs> It's true, man, it's true.
1: Random hippies.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what a cool video. This has been awesome. So abstract, all these people only have like, what is it, two balls? Or or for a segment? It's mostly, uh, the show kind
1: of evolved, but like the whole thing is like, it's seven people, uh, maximum two balls per people. So like you will have 14 hands, 14 balls maximum on stage. And the idea is, uh, so like the new show is called Super Organism. And it's really exciting, uh, Stefan, so the director, is creating it so that it's really just about an organism and there is no individuality in the show. Like, you're never on your own doing a solo thing. It's just we are constantly together being an organism, uh, which is very interesting. Uh,
0: so, yeah, and I'm I, really looking
1: forward to working with them.
0: For yeah, that. What, a, what a powerful idea because... You know, nowadays, we are all very connected in a lot of ways, the internet was, you know, primarily but, um, you know, the as far as spreading knowledge, and, uh, you know, creating new things that people can also build off of, we are also very connected. And it's more of a, of a, you know, community based thing, you know, so I'm loving that that's being displayed in this performance, because that's a very important idea
1: it's so crazy to work exactly it's like my first time ever like working with other people for like stage stuff like most of my stage stuff has been like solo so far and it's such a so crazy to like be constantly with like six other people on stage and like such a different awareness that you have to like you need to be able to catch at any point and like (laughs) have eyes everywhere it's it's really stressful in a way so like yeah i'm really grateful for that experience
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, is, is is there any topics that that you didn't necessarily get to uh, to cover or any ideas that you wanted to convey before we close it down? I'm, I'm curious if we did miss anything.
1: I don't think so. I think we, we did a pretty
0: good job there. I think we did. I think we did. And I, again, I really appreciate you coming on and being a part of the project. It's, you know, very important to me for us to be able to discuss these things in longer form because too often we're just left with a 60 second clip of someone doing something but you know that it's thousands of hours and it's like well mm-hmm. there, there's nobody talking about it so um yeah thank you for being a part of the podcast i would love to have you on at some point again you know down the road a year or whatever a couple months and and chat more about juggling or something you know different topics that you'd like to get into um well. but <laughs> <laughs> joey's popping off all right but we'll we'll throw up all your tags here in the descriptions and um y'all know where to find Bo, of course so um thank you for being part of it yeah yeah for real check out Bo on Patreon uh this man is an incredible teacher he has so many videos on juggling and everything in between so make sure to check him out and support him in any way that you can that would be great thanks Bo bye thank you